Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Clock in, clock out, blend in with a party crowd, burn down a pack of cigarettes, act like I'm watching the game. Barstool, three sheets, caught up in the middle of a memory that still got me all tied down. That's just where I am right now. I'm sunset. Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Orlando Mendez with Where I Am Right Now. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing? Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Why is it Happy New Year? <laughs> it's just New Year. Like, you know, it's I'm, kind of New Year. It's kind it, of New Year. You're you, know, right. you know, why is it? You know, I was, I was curious. Why is it Merry <laughs> Christmas, but Happy New Year? 
And New Year is, we always think, we've been programmed to think of it as January, but for some people, New Year is June 1st or May 11th, you know? I mean, it's like, it's just bizarre. Where is it May 11th is a New Year? Well, I'm, I'm just using it as, a, as, a, <laughs> as an example. So, uh, Orlando Mendez. What, what's the story? I mean, how many times have you guys played me what portends to be contemporary country, and I'm kind of like, oh... That's just, I don't like that. But this, this I think is legit. This is great. So believe it or not, our friends over at Aristo Media manage him and they sent us over his music back in October. Um, And we went back and forth a little bit and they finally got him to sign the agreement for us to be able to feature him. So he is our first artist of 2024. Figured we'd start off with a bang. It's excellent. I mean, I think it's got conviction and I love the track. The track sounds very, it sounds big and it sounds contemporary. And I, I think it's really good. What do you think, Carl? I liked it. Wasn't he from like uh, one of those TV shows? Uh, was he? I don't know. I actually haven't really done was too much the, research on him because I'm from- still coming back. from the very long vacation that we had. It's just the new year, not a happy new year, the new year. The new year. Yeah, Yeah. the new year where kids don't go back to school until Monday, so that's always fun. No, I liked it. I thought thought it was cool. It was like, again, it was contemporary country, but kind of with a a bit of an edge, a bit of a... Yeah, there's some distortion in there. It was very cool. I liked it. All right, so new year... What new Year, mean? same old us. <laughs> what? What? Anything new to I don't talk know. about? I think I have a better outlook. I, I you know, I, I was just. I think twenty twenty three was kind of crappy. You know, so. I think the end of it was difficult, but like just all around, like there was just some sort of energy going on that just made everything so hard to like either get done or push through. But I feel very much renewed for this year. So. Yeah, me too. Renewed. I, I Renewed, renewed, yeah. renewed. Like, yeah. well, I know in numerology, this this year is is an eight. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this that's year is what an eight. Mm, what does that mean? It means it's a year of like success and and abundance, supposedly. Wow. Well, I, I will embrace that fully. This and then, I could and use then, a little and then, of that. I'll my, and then my shit. my year, you know, in numerology, I'm a five. So what does that mean? Which is um, spiritual growth and awakening. And supposedly I'm going to be a spiritually awakened, abundant guy this year. Yeah. Well, that'll uh, be interesting. That would be considered a success in my book. <laughs> so this year I'm going to become a rich guru. Yeah, <laughs> rich guru. Yeah. I mean, becoming spiritually enlightening, enlightened is is, enlightening. is like yeah, it, is is like my goal. But as my wife always reminds me, you know, when George Bailey says to Clarence, the angel, and it's a wonderful life, when he says, we don't have money in heaven, she's like, well, it comes in pretty handy down here, bub. That's her favorite line. (laughs) And so I would like to think that spiritually enlightened is success, but not in this neighborhood. I need need some money. (laughs) Well, not to get crazy, not to get too deep and stupid, but... I always thought, you know, with manifestation and the power, and I always thought, you know, we have to tap into the power of the universe or the cosmos and it's out there. I've changed my mind. Yeah. That's not where the power is. The power, my friends, you're learning from me today, is from within. You have the power right now. It's nestled inside you right now, Greg and Nicole and me. 
The power we have is within us. We don't have to go searching. It's within us. Tap into it. I do believe that. Access it and and live you know your best life. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think that the uh, at least it's the way to inner peace. At least it's the way to uh, some feeling of uh, fulfillment and, and and enlightenment is the idea you got to go look for it inside. You're not going to find it among these distractions that the world. See, my provides. thing is, I'm looking for I'm looking for outer peace. <laughs> well, it, I always think to myself, when, I have enough inner peace. I want some outer peace. When people when people say peace on earth, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's that's a pretty tall order there. You know, it's well, like, the thing is, a piece of what? <laughs> yeah, right. So, one of my favorite sayings, you know, I do a lot of mindfulness work with uh, folks and. One of my favorite sayings is uh, from Carl Jung. I don't know. So many things are attributed to him that I don't know if he said or not. But one of my favorites is um, supposedly he said, what you need most will be found in the place you least likely want to look for it. Okay. Yeah. So. You least expect. Everything's like a contradiction. Like, come on. It's like I've often said like someone's. Perfect example of someone's greatest, best trait is usually also their worst trait. Yeah. You know, yeah. depending on how you apply it or how it's seen. So that whole mirroring thing. Everything is just so, who knows. I've, I've always thought if I win the lottery tomorrow, <laughs> uh, my spirituality changes completely. Believe me. What does that mean? <laughs> it means I got a lot less shit to worry about. Uh, well, and Carl, you I mean, you talking about numerology and everything. So what was the significance of New Year's Eve being on one, two, three, one, two, three? What so <laughs> how can there be a yearly numeral, which is eight, and then how can you have a private or personal Well what, how it works is so that this year's numerology is two, two, and four. You add them it's up the two, year oh, you were two born, four, right? you add them up, it's eight. So that's it. So my so this this year, twenty twenty four is an eight. Personally, I take my birth date and add the year to it. So it's 12, 12, 20, 24. So that's eight. One and two is three. One and two is three. So that's six and eight, which is 14. Add them together. Oh, it's always into a single number, digit. So five. So I'm a five. Uh, you lost me at birthday. I, I, I have no idea what When's you your did. birthday? When's your birthday? You three, just, four. Three, four. So, so you would be three, four, seven, add an eight. So eight and... Seven, seven, fourteen, fifteen. So you're a six. This year you're a six. What so does me, six mean? Let me look up. I'll look this up here. Okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. You know, um, I'm a six too. Apparently, numerological. So. I need all the help I can get, ladies and gentlemen. It's associated with gentle, caring, loving, and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what are. does six mean in numerology? According to numerology, it represents happiness, harmony, and stability. These houses. With the house number six in numerology, also come with a lot of responsibilities, such as obligations, children, family, and the home. That makes a lot of sense. We're getting a dog, so. Are we no longer a, a music podcast? Are we just? Yeah, well. Well, I mean, it, it's, it should be the music that we love and the conversations that we tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> so you both are going to love me. Over Christmas break, I actually watched the Eras Tour movie. <laughs> Taylor Swift's movie, The Eras Tour. The world's first $100 million concert mm-hmm. film. I didn't pay for it. Was I just I was able to get it by other means. So I didn't spend my money on it. 
So me and my sister made it through because like she does, she goes through each era. So we made it through like four or five. We made it to red, I guess. Um, And then we went to sleep. What I will say is she is entertaining. I get I will 100% give her that she is 100% an entertainer. But what I don't understand is why people go to this multiple times or like watch it multiple times. Like to me, it's a concert. You watch it once. It's great. But then it's over with. Like to me, I don't understand the appeal for people who have to go to it like four or five times, spend their money and then rent it and watch it over and over and over again. Like, Well, because I guess it's like to some people, you know, whether I like it or not, to some people, she's like their Beatles. Yeah. She's like their, no, no their question. cult thing. No question. So when you're like, I, I would have watched a Beatle movie over and over again, or it's, it's what people do. So like, cause, well, basically because they're just bored and I need something to do. <laughs> something to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't understand the whole phenomenon. Don't pretend to, but I do think that's true. That I think for a lot of people, I think for tens of millions of people, she's the Beatles, mm-hmm. and, I, and 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 that's fine. That's cool. You're right. I mean, Over Christmas, yeah, you know, I was at my 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 sisters, and you know, my nephews are in their twenties, and and my nephews girlfriend and we're having a discussion about exactly this you know and she really likes her and she's trying to ask me and she's you know asking me why i don't and you know what i'm rescinding my dislike for her in the sense that (laughs) i don't know enough about her to really dislike her to be honest with you i think most of it's because i'm just jealous probably because she's so famous and so big and it just annoys me so i'm just being a, a a crotchety old man but and uh you know who cares if, if if she wants to be the biggest thing in the world? Go ahead. You know what do I care? It, it good good for her. Well, That's my you know, feeling. So you would think you would think that you know people would get really sick of Taylor Swift really fast because of, because how she's basically been everywhere every minute of every day for the last two years or three years. But what's interesting is that I think one of the reasons that she's so popular is that she really is pretty old school when you consider the idea she's she's kind of piecemealing this stuff out and she's doing new work like every couple years and she kind of keeps this air about her career where it's like an old school record business career where you have to wait on the new release and you know i there's a scarcity there's a scarcity to it I went through her or some of her catalog yeah. just you know the other day just yeah. for exactly this to see what you know I listened to Red and a bunch of songs. Yeah. And, you know she's okay. Yeah, I, you know, just, it, I don't. I, I don't hate. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't hate her at all. I don't think she's like talentless. Yeah. My thing is, I just don't think because she's phenomenally successful. That's the thing. Yeah. And right. she's so. But you know what? Again, you know. But then again, in my day, I never got Madonna. Madonna, I thought her success far out outweighed her talent. Yeah. So it happened there too, and it's been, well, you know, it's been going I, on for centuries. People become this, more famous than there should, but they do do. So what am I going to? I just say, think you know? there's when I look back at my listening history, and uh, I think of the bands that I love. You know, I mean, like I, I was an enormous Jethro Tull fan. Well, you had to wait two or three years to get a new Jethro Tull record. You had to wait. And you anticipated it and you read articles about it and you, you know, 
I think she's emulated that in her career to such an extent that. Yeah, I think that's what I read. I think Taylor Swift said she's following the Jethro Tull songbook. No, 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 no. No, I, I'm just saying that you know of the of the billions and billions of streams Jethro that Tull are out playbook. there of the billions, not just Jethro Tull, the Who. People waited on people waited on the Beatles releases, you know. What career do I want to emulate? emulate? Uh, uh, Jeff Jeff Rotel. Rotel. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, when you talk about a career of longevity, you wait on these. You can have all these young people going, "Who the hell is Jethro?" Well, Tull? yeah, I don't care about it. My, that's my not point. Tr- is- that's not true. We had one or two artists who actually said their inspiration was Jethro Tull, and it made Greg's day. <laughs> so. All, all I'm saying is that, like, well, maybe Ed Sheeran has a little bit of this going on. The idea that the people, his fan base, they want to know everything there is to know about him. And the information, as he kind of doles it out, he makes them wait a little bit. So, right? people, this is advice now to, to our, our, our many, many listeners, musicians out there. Yep. You want to have a successful career? Follow oh. the Jethro <laughs> Toe playbook. <laughs> Go Google Jethro Toe. Do what they did, baby. You, I'm telling you. Uh, Your lead singer has to play flute and stand on one leg. <laughs> and wear a cod piece. Yeah. I see Greg's point because there are. Thank you, Nicole. The, the, larger, the larger artists right now aren't doing what the independents are doing, where the independents are releasing. Flooding one, the market. They're yeah. flooding the market. They're releasing one single at a time. They're not giving it room to breathe. And then all of a sudden they have an EP out that has all those songs they've already released. All I know is. Yep. Harry Styles cut his hair. And now he's letting it grow again. So that's all that matters. I have one more thing to talk about before we get to our next song. But I think Greg will like this and Carl May. For Christmas, I was gifted a record player. Very nice. I mean, a record player. And I like a record player. No, that's exactly, that's the term. Oh, wait, wait, that's the little, term. Little, little, little portable ones? No, like a, a really nice size, decent one. It sounds fantastic. We've purchased three records, um, and we've been playing them kind of on repeat. The last oh, wait a minute. I love it's not it. records. What is it again? It's not records. It's vinyl. It's vinyl. No, she said records. She's doing everything <laughs> right in the new no, year. E- She's even in the store, right. Greg's. I'm, yep. Unfortunately, I disappoint you. It is yep. labeled. Here's where the vinyls are, uh, not well, the records. Can, that's ridiculous. That's plural. That's the vinyls. Where vinyl is. Where vinyl is. Yep. Wouldn't it be great if vinyl could come back and could be the savior of physical product where you actually can assess what the damn thing There's is no worth? There's no going back. There's no going back. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, let's let's play some music. Yep. Yes. We have another song by Orlando Mendez called- 2024 sucks already. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, the song's going to be great. It's called Long Gone Lullaby. <laughs> so we'll listen to it. Check it out. We'll listen to Orlando single, but before that, we'll hear from his PR company, which is Aristo Media. This episode features an artist managed by Aristo Media. The Aristo Media Group encompasses a broad range of services dedicated to offering the entertainment industry innovative, integrated marketing strategies. Aristo Media's distinct advantage is housing entertainment publicity and PR, digital marketing, video marketing, radio promotion, club marketing, and consulting all under one roof. The Aristo Media Group also epitomizes synergy. Together, the divisions combine talents to maximize client exposure through digital, print, radio, television, online, and video outlets. To learn more, go to aristomedia.com. Again, that is aristomedia.com. 
song So baby girl, here's how it goes In these few months where we've been apart I finally found all the words in the notes Honey, do me a favor and please listen closely I just love this. You know what? Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the official quote from Greg at 94:20. They can use this in their promotional activities if they like. So here's the quote: "It's like if Keith Urban could sing." Yes, that's going to get eh, you. Where... You'll never know. Um, but Carl, to go back to what you said in the beginning of the episode, he actually was on The Voice. So you were right. He was part of one of the contestant shows. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a smoking track right there. I hope he's writing this stuff. Well, why don't we get to our questions of the week segment and find out? So we asked him questions? We did. Carl's favorite part in each episode. I'm thinking maybe we should do this every episode and ask questions. (laughs) What do you think? Or you could ask if we ask questions every episode. (laughs) 
All right, that, well, that's true. So what is the, the first, first question we asked him? The first one we asked him is to tell us a little bit about himself. So my name is Orlando Mendez. I'm a second-generation Cuban-American, uh, born and raised in Miami, Florida. My grandparents were ranchers and farmers back in Cuba before the Fidel Castro regime took over and took their land and their livelihood. So they left for uh, better opportunities and made it to Miami where my parents were born and then later where I was born and grew up. I went to the University of Florida, studied theater. I was actually an actor before I, I was a musician, uh, spent time uh, acting in New York and Miami until COVID kind of shut down that industry. And during the quarantine and the lockdown, I decided to pick up a guitar and to continue writing and uh, started writing my longtime passion, which was country music. And that opened up a new opportunity for me. I started to play gigs in South Florida and all throughout Florida, touring with my band, the Orlando Mendez Band, for a few years. And after a stint on The Voice last year, which was an incredible experience, I decided it was time to move to the country music capital of Nashville, Tennessee. Here I am. I've been here since January, pursuing this dream, releasing music, gigging, and working on coming out with my debut EP, which is entitled where I am right now. Very cool. I I have a bit a, a little uh, bit of trivia nobody knows. Mm. I was conceived in Cuba. Interesting. <laughs> okay. That's a fact. I, only I know this. No, it's true because <laughs> my father used to work for this airlines called Trans Caribbean Airlines back in the fifties, and uh, which later got bought out by American Airlines. But so we used to go back and forth to uh, like. Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and and Cuba before you know like you before you said before you know Fidel Castro took over and that's where I was conceived and I have pictures of my mom in Cuba pregnant with me so there you go wow so so I have a Cuban connection there buddy I've kind of been thinking you know you talk all the time about how ninety four twenty kind of stinks and like we never really have anything to talk about I never say it stinks I. I, I never say I've, I've never said the word stinks. Well, you, I mean, you, you make fun. You, yeah. You, you, <laughs> or, 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 is there a reason we do this and all this? But that's stuff? but that's my that stick. I, I know shtick. that's your stick. But here's what I think about ninety four twenty. I think that one thing comes out in every episode that's important, and I think this episode, you being conceived in Cuba, is the one thing. I think that is. Uh, you call it trivial. I think it's crazy. I didn't say trivial. I said trivia. <laughs> well, like, isn't it the same? Anyway, another no. Trivial means it's it's small. Unless trivia is like a, a little little, yeah. little fact. Little no trivia is it's a bunch of facts that are little and oh, small man. and insignificant. <sighs> Let's go. Uh, Give me another we question. Did. Hey, he he writes. He by the does. Way. So he you writes. got your answer. I'm a I'm an Orlando fan, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. What's the next, the next question, question we asked him is what music artists have inspired your career so far? Well, there's a there's a lot of artists that have influenced my music career. I think earliest for me, I kind of grew up listening to um, the music my dad would play, which was a lot of '90s um, grunge and rock. So I grew up with Nirvana and Pearl Jam and uh, other rock groups like U2 and Green Day and Creed. And so I remember that kind of influenced me in the early stages of, of falling in love with music and falling in love with these bands. And then as I grew a little older, I got to middle school age and I found country music. The first guy who really got me into it was Darius Rucker because I recognized him from Hootie and the Blowfish. I made that connection one day that it was the same dude 
and who I loved. And so I started to listen to his songs. He got me into other artists of the time, you know, uh, Billy Currington, Dirks Bentley, Blake Shelton, um, and really started diving into country music and I never let it go after that. It's grown throughout uh, my life, my love for country music and my love for country artists. Um, so many of which have ex- inspired me, Chris Stapleton, Luke Combs, um, the list goes on and on. And I continue to be a, a student of the country music game and fall in love with artists every day. So take a little bit here and there and put it into my own uh, style as well. You know what I realized? That's fantastic. I have no business even have being on this podcast. <laughs> Why? You were I just born in a, Cuba or conceived in Cuba. Because I have p- opinions about everything, but I have nothing. I, give, I, 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 can, I can give an opinion on Luke Combs. And like, I don't even know one song by him. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's just because we haven't kept up as much. Perfect as example. People, my but. mother, I love my mother, but she was great, man. My sister, <laughs> you know, when she moved out of the house, she, she got into cooking. So she bought... Um, you know, cookbooks. And one Thanksgiving, she made all these dishes she never really cooked before, <laughs> brand new. So my sounds mother, bad. So, sounds so, like so, a Lucy episode. No, no, no but, no, but but it was. I, she was really like, you know, I give her credit. You know, she was courageous. <laughs> so she sits down at dinner. She puts out this soup, which was like some celery bisques, whatever it was. <laughs> my, she gives it to my mother. My mother looks at it and goes. I hate this. She never even tasted it. Never even like, she didn't even try it. I hate this. And uh, like, and so I think you get I, this from your mother. I think I get Probably. this from my mother. I, I, don't even, I don't even know, know an artist. I, he stinks. I hate him. And nothing about him. Oh, so I, everyone. I'll tell you what. I, I, I think implicit in his comment about he continues to listen to artists and being inspired. But hopefully he's going back further and further and further because you know, I mean, I, I, I like Dirk Bentley and I like some of those people from uh, 10 or 15 years ago. And he's ago. only been doing this for two years? He's pretty three good. Years, for three yeah. years. Three years. I hope he, I hope he goes all the way back and listens to, like, the metropolitan country and, you know, like the 60s stuff. I hope he goes there. Nicole, didn't we ask him one last question? We did. And to Carl's chagrin, we unfortunately asked him our old question, which is what service is not currently offered in the music industry that indie music artists need? Well, I think this is a great question. Um, I think there are a lot of services not offered to indie artists that are truly needed by those artists. I think one of them is mentorship and guidance from experienced music professionals feel sometimes as an indie artist, it's so hard to get in contact with those professionals and those people in the uh, big music game that at times it can feel like you're out here on an island just taking shots in the dark and, you know, trying to do what you think is going to, what you think is going to advance your career, but really some great consultation uh, by real music professionals with experience, I think would be absolutely incredible for for indie artists another thing is um marketing great marketing for indie artists uh booking you know it's it's so hard so difficult to come across uh, solid booking agencies and and stuff as an indie artist so it gets hard to tour and go uh, you know play out and, and build a fan base when it's so hard to get someone to pick up the phone and book you you know in different places um, so I think those are some of the services that are lacking in the indie music game. Okay, now this is what I'm going to say. I like Orlando's music. I think he sings good, great, great songs. I love his tracks. 
I disagree with everything you just said. And <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. So, I, see, I, no, I, I thought it was very stop, pragmatic and no, very stop, real. Stop, stop, stop talking, Greg, really. No, yeah, because no, I have no, the no. opposite opinion. No, because I'm, this, is my, this is my thing. The reason why I don't like the music industry now is because, because of social media and because of all this nonsense, everybody and their brother can make a tape and put it out there and, like, you know, get, flood Spotify or iTunes with it and, and put up a website and they're out there. And the process from the old days is what weeded out the people who weren't serious, who weren't really, shouldn't have been in the game in the first place. Now, I don't want mentors telling me what to do. I don't need some, some, some jerk giving me his opinion on what I should do. We don't need mentors. All the great bands, none of them had mentors. They just did what they did. They worked it. The cream rose to the top because uh. they worked hard. They just, I'm sorry. I don't want, I don't want a social media guy to tell me how to market myself. I don't want, because the industry right now, for what he's saying, yes, based on the way industry is now, what he's saying is necessary. But because the industry is so damaged, he's correct. But I think it's what makes the industry bad now. The industry is over. Let I'm me sorry. ask you a question. Uh, no, no you, questions. Let me let me <laughs> ask you a question. You said that back in the day. I don't care what I said. Go you, ahead. you said back in the day. I don't care what I said. There's a good quote. Doesn't matter uh, what I say. Uh, it's what I'm saying now. <laughs> I think that the I think that the people behind the success of iconic acts for the last 50 years have been the record labels. Do you agree with that? I don't know. No, not, not the regular labels I've dealt with. Some of the morons I've dealt with in these labels, they're idiots. I mean, they, I think, they no, had like, the machine, this, no, man. I disagree. I think acts have become successful in spite of the record companies. Ah, look, I disagree. I think they're I idiots. I think the people running, maybe they have the machine, but I think. The, the, the A&R people are morons. They don't have, they can't tell talent. If you shoot them, they sign you for one thing. And then once they get you, then they try to change you and read, and read, the, arrange you. And they, and they ruin you. I think they should stay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that I think Orlando's comments were insightful because he said, I need mentors that have experience. A young guy in the, in the business now. Yeah. Yeah, but what's experience? Well, well the experience, experience is valuable. Is well, yeah, but what's their someone, experience? Well, hold on. Experience is someone who has achieved what his next like goal is in in the music career. Correct. You want, you want how about is. you want Rick Rubin's experience or Scott Bruschetta's experience? They're two different experiences. Uh, well, yeah, but you need them both. I no, think. You, no, you I, I, th I think. Anyway. I think. You should, I think you need Rick Rubin's experience. Yeah. I think you should ignore Scott Bruschetta's experience because <laughs> <laughs> he's everything that's wrong with this industry. You it's, aren't wrong there. It's like Keith Urban could sing. No, I, I, <laughs> Keith Urban, I like him. Sorry. But he's, I, I, he's a good guitarist Orla anyway. I think Orlando's tracks have just as much passion and just as much um, uh, attitude. And you know what? You know, Orlando, yeah. you don't need that. Do what yeah. you're doing. You yeah. know, just get out yeah, and keep, keep doing, doing what you're doing, doing and you'll be fine. Right. Don't look for some jerk to give you their experience. Yeah. Get look. your own. You'll figure Especially it out. Especially because you've made it this far already. Right. Don't listen to these morons on TV. They don't know what they're talking about. That's why they're on TV. Their career is over. You know, the other thing that occurs to me is that we've had episodes where we didn't talk about the artist at all, the artist that we were featuring, right? So I think it's a testament to what he's doing that 
We've spent the entire that we're so episode talking about, yeah. about him. Yeah. You no, know, this is the new 2024 9420. Yeah, that's right. This is a, a damn good episode. Maybe call it 9024. <laughs> no, maybe 9024. <laughs> we actually talk about the artists that we feature. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of this, please. All right. I think that is a great idea. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more single by Orlando called Heart on the Line. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. I could turn back the time To a moment I wasn't so numb I wish I could pour back this wine To the bottle instead of my cup Oh, but these feelings keep flowing Rushing like navy blue waves Crashing upon my shore My heart's been so damaged Oh, by some burdens and baggage that I just can't heal it no more So baby, hold me tonight So that I won't be lonely Some people tell me I'm fine Some people say they don't know me anymore Cause I've been through some peaks and some valleys I've seen some highs and some lows Look at the cuts and the bruises from taking all of the blows So baby, if you're gonna leave me, just leave me Don't worry girl, cause I'll be fine Just know my heart's on the line Wish I could turn off my mind Cause my body's been needing some rest I could cut off the floor From my brain to this thing in my chair So baby, hold me tonight So that I won't be lonely Some people tell me I'm fine Some people say they don't know me anymore Cause I've been through some peaks and some valleys I've seen some highs and some lows Look at the cuts and the bruises from taking all of the blows So baby, if you're gonna leave me, just leave me Don't worry girl, cause I'll be fine Just know my heart's on Right on the line between it's whole and it's broken Right on the line between this faith and it's hopeless I needed you baby, so where the hell did you go? And you can leave me tomorrow, but tonight don't let me, don't let me go And baby hold me tonight So that I won't be lonely Some people tell me I'm fine Some people say they don't Some people say they don't know me I've been through some peace and some balance I've seen some highs and some lows 
The cuts and the bruises from taking all of the blows So baby, if you're gonna leave me, just leave me Don't worry girl, cause I'll be fine Just know my heart's on the line Ooh, My heart's on the line 